The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. But about that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the chosen one, but only the creator. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the chosen one. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and swept them away. That is how it will be at the coming of the chosen one. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken, the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you don't know what day the chosen one will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and not have let his house be broken into. So also must you be ready because the chosen one will come at an hour when you do not expect him. The Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Please join me in a moment of prayer. Lord God, I am here as your voice to bring knowledge to these people. I ask that your Holy Spirit be with me and give me the words to say so that they will understand. And I thank you for that, and I ask it in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it is an interesting juxtaposition. The children's sermon in Advent talked about the coming of the baby Jesus. Matthew talks about the return of Jesus. And Jesus tells the disciples he doesn't even know when it's going to happen. Only the creator knows. And so I ask, does that give you comfort? Does it make you scared? Maybe, maybe not. One of the things I noticed uh, in, in reading this was that you had to be ready. And what does it mean to be ready? 
Does anybody know what it means to be ready? No takers. <laughs> well, the disciples were asking Jesus, what will be the sign that you are coming back? And he doesn't answer that question, but he does pose things to them. And he talks about Noah. He goes all the way back to the Old Testament, talks about Noah. Now, why would the flood and Noah be consistent or similar to the return of the chosen one? He says people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. So, what does eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage have to do with being ready or with not being ready? Noah spent well over a century building an ark according to the specifications of the creator. And no one paid attention to what Noah was doing. No one asked Noah, why are you building an ark? It hasn't rained here for ages. Why are you doing this? And Noah continued to do his work. And in the end, it was Noah and his family who were saved. Everyone else was swept away. And so how does that work with the coming of the chosen one? We're still not sure. So he gives another hint. Okay. Two. Two men, two women. And he tells it in a way that the people at that time would understand. Two men are in the field. One is taken, one is left. Two women are grinding with a hand mill. One is taken, the other is left. Now what is interesting is, does he mean one taken, one left, like the Tim LaHaye series of Left Behind? Or do we really know what it means to be taken and what it means to be left. How about this? Perhaps the one taken is not saved and the one who's left has more to do. Now that doesn't sound like it's very fair, but as you go on in the book of Matthew, you will see that Jesus keeps using different parables to talk about this very thing. The ten virgins who are waiting on the bridegroom, five of them brought extra oil. Five of them did not. And so by the time the ones who didn't have the oil came in, it was too late. So we need to think of what God wants us to do. What is it that we do that would be taking care of God's business? 
This church has three missions that take care of God's business. I was impressed last week with all of the baskets you provided for families for Thanksgiving, and there were still things left over. And what does that remind you of? Jesus feeding the 5,000. The apostles didn't think he could do it, didn't think it could be done. And yet, after everyone was satisfied, there were 12 baskets left. And so I ask, what do you think is the will of God? What do you think he wants us to do while we're here on earth? There are lots of concerns that we have. There are lots of problems that we have. There are lots of disagreements that we have during this time. We have things like fires. We have floods. We have school shootings. We have mall shootings. Uh, we have immigration issues. We have racial issues. This is not the world that the creator envisioned. And so we feed the hungry, we clothe the naked, we visit the prisoners. All of these things show the chosen one that we understand what he wants and that we are willing to do it. Um, I have never been married. How many of you are married? Okay. You love your partner. You know every intricate thing about them. You know what makes them angry, what makes them sad, you know what makes them happy. And the love you have for your partner makes you willing to go that extra mile to make them happy. And if we love our Savior, our chosen one, who is asking us to do these very things, he puts it down as love your neighbor as yourself. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the prisoners, welcome the stranger. These are things that we need to be doing every day. It may not happen every day, but to have it in your mind is paramount. It's paramount. Because it's just like your partner. It's like caring, that kind of care is what Jesus is looking at when he talks about coming back. And so, he tells us to be awake. And what does that mean to be awake? Not just eyes open, but eyes seeing. Not just mouths open, but mouths speaking truth 
And sometimes we have to speak truth to power. But that is what we're here for. And then, what is the thief in the night? Is it an actual thief? Or is it things that we lose through no power of our own? Our natural disasters could be thieves in the night because they do come at unexpected times. So what we need to do, I shouldn't say what we need to do, but what I, what I'm asking is if you are willing to take that extra step, go that extra mile, because the more that we do these things, the more they become second nature. And that then gives us a feeling inside where we want to raise our hands and say, come, Lord Jesus, come. And in doing that, hopefully, we will, in fact, see him come. But only he knows. And so, will you join me in asking the Lord to come by the works that we do, by the love that we show one another? I think it's very possible and doable. Don't you? Amen.